But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Welcome back inside the booty. And the beast. You said backwards this time. What's the matter at this point? Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back inside the Are you episode. the booty now? I can be. The, I mean, I got a booty. That's for <laughs> sure. Another podcast produced by Danielle. Look at this. Look at this. This is this. <laughs> I mean, this formality in my life, I'm not used to structure. We literally just got off a call, by the way. He just wings it, and he's good at it, but he wings it. Speaking of winging it, we just got off a call with a retailer that we're launching, and it's an online retailer that's attached to Kroger. I'll let you figure it out. And they mentioned to us that, hey, when we're in, we want you to do uh, this social media (laughs) highlight thing with our social media team. It's a half hour. It's an interview, but it's a script. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, I don't script anything. Well, it was really funny because he, the guy was like, oh yeah, like script the questions. And then if you want to go off a little bit, that's fine. But then we'll come back to the question again. And I'm I like, get having a wow. structure like this. This is a structure layout, but it's not telling me where, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I don't I'll know. S- you should see. It says Ryan says this. Oh, Daniel. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> this is just, maybe it's my pro wrestling background, but I, I don't script. I mean, the only thing I script in my life, um, is nothing. So nothing. this episode, special last episode we had, we talked about New Year's resolution. Well, actually the episode before that, two episodes before we had Heather Jocks on. He did it basically without me last time. I had to. She doesn't want to travel anymore. Apparently doesn't she, want to. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. So we, we <laughs> talked about everything around New Year's resolutions and how people succeed, mostly how they fail and why they fail. And so Danny thought it'd be a good idea to talk about nutrition and fitness myths and misconceptions. Now, these are things that we hear every day as influencers in the fitness world, I guess you'd call us, as coaches, sure. as people and who And I think it's more for the people who don't have any background in the fitness world, nutrition world, coming to it very green, I guess, like not knowing much and hearing a lot of rumors and things and assuming that everything they Google is correct. And the funny part, in my mind, when you Google something, you're putting a very specific word search in and you're going to find an article that's going to support anything and everything that you search. For the most part, yeah. I mean, absolutely right. I mean, right? it's like best food for weight loss, best food for bulking. Is brown rice or white rice good for you? What kind of chicken should I have, et cetera? Uh, and then obviously, like, we get a lot too. It's like, should I be doing more reps, less reps? How should I be structuring my workout to lose, gain weight? All these different things. And honestly, here it is. There is no perfect answer for a lot of these questions. There, there are, it depends on who you are as an individual. Everybody's different when it comes to We're their nutrition. We're built differently. We are, especially for reps and all those things, it depends on your goal. Right? Like I mean, there's, the yes, there depends on your, now the, the science will show like, and we're going to talk about some of this stuff, like if you're trying to promote hypertrophy and muscle growth, like less reps, more weight, things of that nature, but you can still gain muscle on high quality, quantity of reps. Like it's not impossible, but so like, we just want to guide you uh, in the direction of the knowledge in which we know. Now we'll say, we do not know everything at all. Obviously there are not. times <laughs> where we get questions where we're like, hmm. What the fuck is the answer to that one? Yeah, and, for sure. you know, I will have to Google. And then when you Google, you go down a goddamn rabbit hole trying to figure out, right? Because 
How many websites like Healthline.com might be one of the biggest bullshit websites out there? Well, there's tons of blog articles. Even WebMD is garbage and like, sometimes. And like, and I I actually mentioned this later on, but like, there are even medical like programs that make diet plans that literally put you at like insane low amounts of calories, and they have their medical name behind it, so people assume, oh, this is a healthy way of doing it. So it's just interesting, like you don't know what a real great credible source is sometimes. And it's very confusing when you first come to wanting to be healthy and fit and you try to do it by yourself. And there is so much misinformation out there. Ton of misinformation. But at the same time, some of that information is information that people truly believe, right? So for a while, for example, like let's talk, I mean, we'll just, before we get into the, the structure of the show is like intermittent fasting. Like for a long time, people thought intermittent fasting Fasting was like the best way to lose weight and that people did studies. Now, anytime that you structure a study, you can structure a study in a way in which you want to promote your hypothesis to become true. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why you always have to look at some of the data. Like, is it a, uh, when it comes to dietary supplements, is it a, a double blinded placebo controlled group? Like all these different things, right? And yep. what, what things were controlled and who are the participants? Like there's no such thing. I don't believe as a perfect fucking study. There every isn't. study has a flaw. Nope. You can't, you can't possibly account for every single variable. Well, that's why they do like the clinical study reviews, right? So you basically pile up. Yeah. Meta analysis of a bunch of different yeah, things. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Pile up a bunch of different studies to hopefully find a common, you know, result. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to do our best to share with you the wisdom and information that we know. Um, and some of it, you know, you may not agree with, and that's fine. These, are, these aren't these are 100% facts. These are like our opinions, and these are what we've picked up over the years through research, through living it, doing it. That's what we do. So um, with that being said, cheap plug, when you ever, you, you listen to this, January 30th, I'm dating the podcast, Chocolate Dirt Cake, Fit Butters launches <laughs> our first flavor of 2023, and here we go, continuing our monthly launches. This will most likely not be a thing that continues every month into the future, but we're doing we're what we can. Keep it rolling while the flavor's we can. bomb, by the way. Oh like, the more and more I have it, I'm like, yeah, this is really good. You know, it was, I was like so sad when the salted chocolate truffle went away. This one's away. better than salted. Oh, it's way better. I had them actually side by side today, and I was like, Wow, I can officially say I'm not going to miss the salted truffle that much if we have the chocolate dirt cake instead. Yeah, chocolate dirt cake's bomb, and it's, <laughs> it's our amazing. protein, and we own it, which is great. We can always get it made. That comes mm-hmm. on the 30th. Uh, for you fitness informant lovers, we have done a lot of work on our dietary supplement ranking guides, so currently updated brand new 2023 ranking guides, best pre-workout, best pump powder, best nootropic, and the best energy drink, taught by Ghost Energy, as I'm drinking here, or did drink, it's empty now. Uh, and we're going to continue to update that. More and more information and flows of, of stuff coming through fitness informant. Babies do in th- less than three weeks, roughly, depending on how you want well, to calculate the date. Well, do in four weeks, but we're going to take on the 39-week induction if we can. If we can. So. Depends on if, <laughs> if, if dilation. Yeah, picture that, people. Stuff. Now, if you're picturing my wife in dilation, <laughs> slap stop. yourself, wake up, and stop. Um, but then she'll be back doing some, some female content on the channel, so we're excited about that. Super All exciting. right. Topic number uno. Look at that Duolingo All right, skill. so... Just to start no, off, there no, is a ton wait, of- no, no, like, hey, way to go, honey. You're getting your Spanish and your Espanol. Nothing? You need you need me to cheer you on? I said what? uno, and you couldn't <laughs> even give me a goddamn compliment. This is what marriage is, people. This is what marriage is. You do I good things, like you go above and beyond. I feel like I have to cheer you on like our toddler. Yay, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so I found a ton of articles. There's no on... way we're getting through this whole thing. No, let's, it's, let's dive it's, in. It's, yeah, I was going to say it's it's just kind of a highlight reel. We don't have to go through every single thing. But we will, because that's what we do. So okay, shoot, so, shoot him. So 
Uh, eating healthy is too expensive. So, I agree. It's not too expensive. However, recently, like if people were going to say like eating healthy is expensive, it's like bullshit. A carton of eggs is a dollar fifty. That's not the case anymore. A carton <laughs> of eggs is like ten bucks. Um, oh, that's super sad. It is sad. However, uh, I mean, like we just bought a bag of jasmine rice from Walmart, like twenty pounds for what, like ten bucks? It was super cheap. So it, it all comes down to where you go, finding the deals, and really when you think about what is healthy. It's going to be the whole foods. And yes, if you buy all fresh vegetables, if you go for all of those things, of course, it's going to be more expensive, but also you're not eating out, which hopefully will save you money. And then also you can do frozen vegetables, which you can buy like a pack of frozen, like frozen vegetables for a buck. Here's what people don't know about frozen veggies. And I'm going to tell you because I worked on a frozen vegetable business and when frozen veggies are frozen, right? So they go, think about your fresh vegetables, right? They get picked from the fields, get put on a truck. Go get washed, sanitized, ba- not bagged, but then they get like, you know, Some shipped of them off, are shipped off to the, the local produce mart where they then take their time to put it out into the, 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 the produce section, right? So by the time you get that vegetable at your local market, it's a week old at least, if not longer, probably not at more. that point. Yeah. Frozen Especially veggies. In the winter here. This is the truth on frozen vegetables. They are picked, they are washed, they are, so they're picked, transported, washed, frozen immediately. Your frozen vegetables are more fresh than your fresh vegetables. Facts. Most people don't know that. Like your frozen veggies get picked, transported, washed, and frozen all within a matter of like a day or two versus you going to the store and getting a fresh vegetable. Now, I'm not trying to deter you from getting fresh vegetables because fresh vegetables are great. Like I think I, mentally, I love like, to taste them a lot better. Right. And like personally. Uh, and uh, so like we've buy we've bought like frozen Brussels sprouts before. I think they were pre-cooked. I don't know, but they were they shit. Were they were garbage, right? So there are certain oh ones goodness. that are better. But from a nutritional standpoint, frozen and, and, and fresh, zero difference. And it's also how you cook them. And Ryan actually brought this to my attention. I grew up with a fresh garden. Like, I had fresh veggies almost always. And so I cooked them with a cover on them. If you cook them without the cover, but they're frozen, all the water kind of, like, cooks off. So they're not soggy. And I learned that from you. Well, because I'm a smart genius. <laughs> another, another thing. Yeah. Another, I hate soggy vegetables. Another thing about veggies and meats. This is gonna this is gonna be controversial for some people. I'm gonna I'm piss sure. some people off with this. Yes. Organic doesn't fucking matter. My dad would support that for <laughs> nutritional content. Now, where organic does matter is. Being an organic farmer, you use less water and there's it's, it's better for the earth and the environment because you're not for tilling the all the time and le- releasing yes. nitrogen into the air. So it's kind of like grass-fed whey protein isolate. It's fucking stupid. There's no benefit nutritionally, but you're, you like happy cows. So if you're somebody <laughs> who supports happy animals, healthy environment, and we should, we should all support a better environment. But, but with that being said, our society cannot be supported by all organic no, we can't. Fields, it's not possible. Is if you look at an organic farm, I grew up on a farm, guys. If you look at an organic farm versus a farm that uses the fertilizers, the conventional the farm. GMO, all those things, I'm sorry, but the yield or the amount that it produces is nowhere near what's less. It's it you just can't produce enough for your our yield society. is less. So it costs more. That's why and that's you guys why pay it's more. more expensive. Uh, so you're not paying for health benefits. And so like pesticides and fertilizers and stuff, although I don't necessarily support the use of that. And like, I'm not the biggest fan of GMOs, but at the same time, I understand they're fucking necessary to feed mm-hmm. 7.2 billion people on yeah. the planet. Exactly. Like that's a thing. So that, then the next thing is like 
free range, pasture fed, things of that nature. Now, the only, I will say this, like diet can change sometimes the taste of food. So you think about some of the eggs that you get. Some have a deeper, richer orange yolk. Fact, it is no more healthy for you than the one that looks white as a ghost, okay? They're creamier, they might taste better, but from a nutrition standpoint, not better. Pasture-raised chickens, things of that nature. Again, from a nutrition standpoint, minimal, if anything at all, based on a vegetarian or whatever diet they have. The one area in which there is a benefit is grass-fed red meat. Grass-fed beef, because you're with the omega-3s that come through on fats, is good. And it, it is. I think it tastes better. Now, her dad, who I, I never, love him. I still, to this day, can't really taste the difference. Her dad, I love him. Insane. He thinks that grass-fed tastes gross. It doesn't. But he hates it. I'm trying to tell tell you guys, like, there is a benefit to grass-fed, okay, in terms of nutritional content, but it's not, albeit, huge. So you as a person, when you go down the produce section or, or, or meat section and think, well, if I'm eating healthy, it's got to be free-range. It's got to be organic. It has to be X, Y, Z. You don't. You don't have to do that. Especially if you, like, depending on what your diet looks like beforehand, just think of making the step of being healthier from what you were doing before. Right. If you were eating potato chips and pizza and all these things, you don't need to jump to like the most drastic change in the world. Right. Like there's no reason for it. What you were eating before was probably way more garbage than the step that you're making right now. So, so there's a lot of things. Can Eating healthy, can it be expensive? Sure. It can be, but it depends on how expensive you want to make it. It also can be expensive to eat unhealthy if you're buying ice cream and cookies and chips because you eat that shit so quick. You snack, 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 snack. A case of soda is like seven bucks. It's horrible. So, I still, I, I still to like this day five. can't understand people who drink soda. I can't relate. It just, in my mind, I'm like, how do you drink that much sugar and calories? But, eh. I also, I also know a lot of people who have said this before, eating healthy is too expensive, yet they drive through Starbucks every single day. Oh, yeah. They have the highest package of cable television. They have the most expensive cell phone, right? So healthy or expensive it's is just relative. just transferring your, you know, expenses to a different area. So, and, there, and we, so another thing too, is like if you have an Aldi, right? Like an Aldi, Aldi is super expensive. Walmart, that. like. I love Aldi. And like, that was like my young young adult like this is where i shop everything when i first moved we got like i mean I remember last time we went we had a whole cart full of groceries for like 125 bucks it was and so that cheap. same cart at another retailer would have cost like us at least 200 to 300 bucks yeah, so um unrefined sugars such as honey maple syrup coconut sugar are better than white sugar uh funny story so we actually did this study at at general mills as well cane sugar is cane sugar like i mean even you can look at um uh, Lane Norton, for example, if you guys follow Lane Norton online, like there are studies that say that people who consume high fructose corn syrup, like high fructose corn syrup over white sugar or over honey, there's no difference in terms of like weight gain or, or addiction tendencies. Sugar is sugar. Yeah. I mean, it has it's, the same amount of carbs, has the same amount of caloric value. Now, I also, from a personal belief, I hate high fructose corn syrup. I think it's a drug, but it's not like necessarily worse for you nutritionally than honey. Right. So, um, that, that'll be the biggest thing is like, I think a lot of people, like, especially from a marketing perspective, when you create a product, you can say naturally sweetened with honey. Right. And so sugars is a hot topic. It's been a hot topic for years, low sugar, low sugar, low sugar. And I agree, you should not have a high sugar diet, especially like we we have cereal here because we have a daughter and you eat cereal, but we, we looked at honey nut Cheerios the other day versus cinnamon toast crunch, which, you know, cinnamon toast crunch is coated in cinnamon sugar. (laughs) 
the same amount of grams it of sugar in both. It was 12 grams in both. In both. I laughed so hard because Ryan was like, don't give her the cinnamon toast crunch. I'm like, she loves it. And I'm like, and it's the exact same as Honey Nut Cheerios. Exact same. So again, it's all relative. Again, I mean, it's in your head, right? But I mean, so then <laughs> to there's an extent, obviously. Then but. there's all these studies like sugar is addictive. It's not addictive. What's addictive is it's not. I wouldn't even say it's addictive. The feel good that your body releases L-dopa when you have things like chocolate. It's the feel good molecule which makes you essentially like want to have that. Not necessarily addictive. It's not addicting. Right, it's there, there's no addictive tendencies to chocolate. Like, yeah, from a, from a scientific standpoint, it is not addictive, but you like the feeling of being happy. You don't need chocolate. It's like, like a runner saying they're addicted to running. Yeah, it's the same thing, right? You release that happy hormone, and you want to do more. That's what it comes down to. Fats are bad. We deal with this a lot with fit butters. I love oh it. Oh my goodness, I know this. That's why I was like, ooh, this is a good one. <laughs> there are certain fats that are bad. <laughs> they are trans fats. For sure, there's yeah. Yeah, exactly. So obviously there's different types of fats, right? But there are so many things in your body that need fats to function that they are not bad. You cannot cut them out. You should never cut out any macronutrient, right? You have the protein, carbs, and fats. You need a balance. There is a They're study. all essential. <laughs> I believe there's a study done on professional sports athletes who had suffered ACL tears. And I have to go back and look this up. But one of the common, th- because we've seen more and more ACL tears over the course of major sports organizations, and a lot of it being players are more explosive, we're hitting harder, we're faster, we're quicker. But one of the things that came from that research is our body fat percentages are lower. So it's, and, and now like, that's not to say like you should eat a bunch of fats because you can eat a bunch of fats and still lose body fat. But they did go on and say like, what I believe it was athletes on a lower fat diet had a higher tendency of injuring themselves because healthy fats are good for joints, ligaments, things of that nature of in the course. body. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, then you have to, do you want to get your, what, what, where do you want to get your fats from? Right. Do you want to get your fats from a whole fucking pizza or do you want to get your fats from things like nuts and seeds and avocados and, and, and yeah avocado oil and avocados and things like that so you your body does metabolize fats differently it does so like fats from french fries versus fats from an avocado you will metabolize it differently there's a, a heat index in terms of how much your body will heat up to burn that which is a good thing when your body raises in temperature because you can burn more fat and calories along those lines um so one gram of fat is not created equal. And that's one thing that we talk about at Fit Butters a lot. It's like, they, we get 14 grams of fat. Well, it comes from coconut oil, which is a saturated fat, which a lot of people are like, saturated fats are bad. Well, of that saturated fat from coconut oil, 80% of that is MCTs, mm-hmm. which you burn off as clean fuel and you can use that as energy. So although the label is a saturated fat from a coconut oil, it 80% of that, I believe it's 80 or 90% of that is MCTs, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, how many people are putting fucking MCT oil in their coffees now? And yeah. like how much... Our bodybuilding coach had you take MCT oil uh, to help. Coconut oil, actually, he specifically had me use. So, I mean, it's not like you, and, and so I think so many people are like, I need fat-free this, fat-free that, fat-free everything. It was like, the, I think, like, at one point, someone decided that the best way to cut calories was just to cut out an entire group yeah. of macronutrients. Except right? for so protein. We saw that we I, never cut out protein. Well, yeah, which protein, we thank the Lord. But, like, carbs, for instance, right? Everyone ran away from carbs as well. Fast, Still do. Right? Like, like there's always going to be that, that person that thinks if you just cut out this entire group, then obviously you're eating less and you're going to end up losing weight. And that's not the best way of doing it. It's not. Well, you, you already talked about carbs. I mean, I mean, carbs are the devil. The devil. Jesus well, fucking Ac- Christ, Atkins, John right? Atkins. Atkins. What are you doing? Yeah. I don't even know if his real name was John Atkins. Whatever his first name is, he doesn't deserve <laughs> that he, for he first got name. Sued. He, he died, I think, of the fucking diet he was promoting. <laughs> 
It's just like, listen. Carbs are energy, the cleanest source of energy. If you are exercising in any way and you tell me that you should cut out carbs, I'm going to call you crazy because you will not have as much energy as if you ate carbs. So Atkins, keto, whatever it might be, like when you cut an entire macronutrient group, of course you're going to fucking lose weight. If you're not replacing those macronutrients with something else, you're going to lose weight because you're putting yourself into a caloric deficit. So these studies like Atkins promotes weight loss and keto promotes weight loss and fucking intermittent fasting promotes weight loss. What's well, the one thing that is in common in all those things? You simply have less calories. It's, <laughs> it's not rocket science. It's calories really in, nice. calories out. That is the equation every single day. And we deal with it a lot of times. Like, you know, our clients will reach out to us. You know, I read this, or I heard this, and should I not be eating this? Like, honestly, you can eat whatever the fuck you want. Uh, you, I wouldn't recommend it all the time, but you, you can literally eat whatever the fuck you want and lose weight as long as you're in a caloric deficit and your metabolism is keeping up with your, your, your basically your with lifestyle that and choices. Said, you're going to feel better when yeah. you're eating whole foods, healthy foods, right? Like because you're you, getting nutrients and you're getting mm-hmm. vitamins and things that you need the function. Exactly. Yes. Everybody should be taking a multivitamin today. But I, I also remember seeing those girls that would just literally not eat all day and then have a pizza at night fitting in their macros <laughs> so they could have their cheat meal. And I'm like, well, that's not exactly the best way of doing it. But I guess if that's how you want to be at the calories that you need to be at, all right. You know, like you can do it however you want. But What's telling, and we've talked about this literally every day, I think, when people know how much they're eating and what they're eating, they tend to eat like less. They feel full quicker. Because they look at what they write down, right? So, like, I was there's a bo- uh, um, a book that we have here. It's called The Paradox of Choice. I believe that was the book it's in. Mm-hmm. They do a study with two tables at, like, a Buffalo Wild Wings. One table, bone and wings, they would leave the tray of bones on the table. The other table, they would have a waitress or a waiter go around and periodically pull the bones away. So, they'd keep eating. The table in which they pulled the bones away. So, that way, the, the people eating on that did table. Did not realize how much they were eating. Did not realize how much they were eating. Ate 33% more than the table that knew. So just knowing how much you're eating right there tells you to stop. There's a cue for it. So when you start tracking and you realize, you know, it's amazing how many times we talk to somebody and be like, well, I don't think I eat that much. Chances are you're probably, either you're doing one of two things. You're either drastically undereating or you're drastically overeating. So one of the things before we did our coaching together, um, I have friends that would come to me and ask me how to get started, right? So my first thing I would have them do is track what they're currently eating, make no changes and track exactly what they're eating in a day and tell, like, see how many calories they're taking in. Now, just tracking alone and knowing that you had to put it into their system, you know that they're eating less, right? Like the mental idea of having to write down everything you eat and drink, even if you're trying to stay on the same like trend that you're normally on, you're going to eat less, right? But then you suddenly transfer over to counting like what we give them. And they're like, oh my God, this feels like so much more. I'm eating so much. And like the amount that they're entering ends up being more, right? You're entering more line items, but you're, yeah. eating, you're eating less in calories yeah. than what I, they were eating. Every one of my clients I've had so far has responded saying, I'm eating way more and I feel full nonstop. Every single one of the girls that I've coached. Big reason is because you're eating foods that satiate you. Yeah. They're high in protein. When you're eating And vegetables processed. that many of them probably don't eat normally. Yeah. And that, those things fill you up. 
And it's just, it's funny because I'm like, just because you feel full doesn't mean that it equals the amount of calories that you're eating. No, it doesn't. I mean, there's, it's called the saturation point of food. That's why like even Fit Butters, it's a very saturating snack slash craving crusher, um, helps fill you up. So I will tell you like having people write down what they eat. Like if you ever gave somebody a a sheet of paper and say, write down what you ate yesterday, they're going to fucking lie to you. (laughs) They will not tell you the truth. They will underestimate what they ate. Either and it's a natural trend, though. Even if you how are many calories trying- do you eat a day? I probably eat two thousand calories a day because that's what they see on these fucking labels. So they assume that's probably that's the about diet how much I'm eating. Yeah, so and it's just crazy. It is crazy. So um, detox diets, juicing, Jesus Christ, why? I I remember there was someone I can't remember who it was. But one of the girls I knew in college that did like a lemon lemon, lemon juice, juice lemon water, water whatever. Yeah, it is. and yeah. they drank only that for three days and ate nothing. And I'm just like, I can't even like understand. There's like, other ways to clean out your system. <laughs> just eat clean. I uh, just it's it's crazy to me that like people actually think the best way to have a cleanse. It's just to stop eating all Oh, I lost 10 pounds on it. Of course you fucking did. You didn't eat anything you're for three days. There's nothing in your GI tract. <laughs> like, my <laughs> God. That doesn't mean you're losing actual weight. You're just fucking dehydrated <laughs> as shit, or you just have nothing in you. You have no nutrients. You have sugars from whatever juicing sure, that you're okay, doing. Okay, with that being said, yes. Like, if you're simply drinking something or juice or whatever it is and not eating, you're probably going to lose some inflammation and bloating and that kind of thing. Like, sure, I understand that. But the second you start eating again, especially if you go back to the other, the old way you're eating, you're gonna gain it right back. <laughs> like, I mean, you'd say, look at the people who take Herbalife. I mean, it's just like, oh, well, I lost a bunch of weight in Herbalife. That's because you replaced a whole fucking meal with a 200 calorie shake filled with a bunch of bullshit. Like, one of those yeah. So there's so many people that don't. <laughs> of course, again, calories in, calories out. They Do gave not us one colorful meal a day. Don't eat before <laughs> bed. Don't eat before bed. Uh, I'm an advocate of like not necessarily eating right before bed unless, you know, if you're, but you're it's low. more about how you feel. Right. It's not because you're going to gain weight. Because no, you're I mean, at that time. You th- when you talk about like, okay, you're going to eat something and you're going to go lay down for eight hours. Your body's still burning calories during sleep. In fact, you burn a lot of fucking calories when you sleep, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you get a deep REM sleep. Like that's why sleep is so important for recovery and, and, and weight fluctuations and it also depends on like what you're eating before bed like i i don't have an issue with like a casein or a cod cheese or egg whites or or something like that before bed like i don't i don't think you should eat a half a pint of ice cream before bed i don't think that you should you shouldn't eat that at any time of the day though i mean unless you're me but i mean <laughs> yeah so there, there are certain things but you know they the, the common rule of thumb is like two hours before bedtime you shouldn't eat that was like something that i grew up hearing all the time is like don't eat after 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. or whatever time. But in reality, the big reason that is, is you've already probably eaten your allotted amount of calories for the day. And people usually at that time end up snacking, mm-hmm. giving into their indulges, their cravings, and end up overeating at that time. So I think it, that myth kind of came from people snacking and having things they shouldn't have at that time because that's when they give into their craving.
For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. The things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. Adding my product is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is 5% of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education, willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Cage was born of a need for premium, health-focused products that actually work. We help you lift heavier, run faster, live healthier and achieve your potential. You deserve to trust a company that doesn't cut corners, one that sources the highest quality ingredients. Welcome to Caged. Certain foods can burn fat. True or everyone's false? everyone's heard those things. I will say this. There is some slight truth to it. There is some slight truth to it. There's a particular ingredient called Capsamax, which is capsaicin, oh. okay? It yep. comes from uh, basically a red pepper. It can literally help you burn calories. Like, there's research behind this. Again, capsaicin comes from red pepper. It's a hot fucking red pepper. Is it the same as the cayenne pepper? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's like, a cay it's, 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 like, it's like a cayenne pepper. Um, but research has shown on capsaicin that by taking it, your body can burn the same amount of calories more so that you would have done by running a half mile. Interesting. So there are certain foods. Now, why is that? Anytime that you eat something spicy or hot, it does increase the thermogenesis the thermal. of the body, mm -hmm. which potentially could lead to, in, in theory, burning and melting fat. Like that's, that's the concept behind it. Now, don't go and buy a thing of cayenne pepper and fucking drink it all the time. Like there are people who do apple cider vinegar, cayenne pepper, as a shot daily, you know, and, and there's, there's some stuff behind it, but again, there, it's not like a magic pill. You can't eat McDonald's all day, every day, take cayenne pepper and expect not to gain fucking weight. Yeah, for if sure. If you're on a healthy restrictive diet that, you know, you're following a macronutrient plan by supplementing with something like capsaicin or potentially eating certain foods, it could help potentially, potentially burn more fat. With that being said, the vast majority, no. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, I was one of those people I remember during my prep that definitely did the apple cider vinegar. So I can't really. Apple cider vinegar that. does not help you potentially burn more fat, but it does help with glucose metabolism. It can help with those with prediabetes. Mm -hmm. So there are, there are some benefits. good things, benefits to it. Mm -hmm. But again, it's not, it's not weight loss per se. It's going to mean you one could say, well, if you metabolize glucose better, therefore you're limiting fat stores, therefore you're limiting weight gain. Mm -hmm. When limiting weight gain 
you're not burning fat. You're potentially, again, limiting weight gain. Still think that's a bit of a stretch, uh, but some of the research shows, like especially those with prediabetes, could benefit from it or if it runs in the family. Um, you know, but but it's just like anything, like right, with apple cider vinegar pills, CLA, all these different ingredients that say the most of this shit's fucking garbage. Hell, most of the fat burners on the market, I wouldn't say they're like they're garbage formulations. They're just not going to fucking do what you want to do. You're spending 40, 50, 60 bucks. I think the only benefit, and I think I took the one from Ambrosia. What was that one called again? They have a- The one that has all this, the, the lease and stuff from Africa, which limits your appetite. <laughs> um, yeah, the Ember. Ab- I, that was going to say, the only benefit, I actually did notice the like- appetite being decreased. Well, I mean, like that, that's you, the one nice thing that I like taking that. Stimulants decrease appetite. If you think about like, mm-hmm. you know, if you drink energy drinks or caffeine and stuff, stimulants are going to help limit and, and shrink the appetite. So you're not eating. Um, I would say, look at video gamers. All I do is drink Mountain Dew, but again, Mountain Dew's got much calories in it. But so there is some, something we said about the substance behind stimulants limiting. So that's why you find a bunch of stimulants in fat burners for one, because it stimulates your central nervous system, which could potentially increase metabolism. Yada, yada, yada. Um, but again, we're talking about foods, not necessarily dietary supplements. So for, for basically like if you walk into a place and says this food, you eat it, it's going to help you burn fat. Bullshit. That's why we say about fit butters and coconut oil is saying it burns cleaner. It's a cleaner fat source. You're not going to necessarily burn more fat. You're going to curb your sweet tooth. So you're not eating the shit that you shouldn't be eating. That's how we discuss that. Yes. Salt. I love the conversation about salt. Love it. <laughs> I actually put a tablespoon, not a tablespoon. I put a, I put a full gram or two sometimes in my pre-workout. Mm-hmm. But I also don't eat a lot of salt in my diet. I was just gonna say. So, what this top, this one says is the salt shaker is not the, or is the issue on too much sodium, right? So I, when I worked on the cardiac floor, we actually had patients who had to limit their sodium because of their heart failure, right? That's a known thing. With that being said. They always said, just take the salt shaker off of your table. Okay, yes, you're going to add some salt from that little shaker on your table. But the number one thing they said that's going to help with decreasing your sodium is stop eating the high processed foods. Stop buying the canned vegetables, the canned whatever, the you know instant bags of pasta and rice and all those things because those are way higher in sodium then you're going to see from a salt shaker that you add. So that, I just saw that one and thought that was interesting. Here, think about uh, other sports, right? I mean, we, we as a country and as people, if you're outside this country, what we typically watch and, and view on TV is football, basketball, soccer. Not necessarily seeing people take salt packets, but think of cycling and think of running and all these okay, endurance Okay, but they're sports. also sweating a lot more and... You, you, you mean to tell me that a, fuck, a soccer player, a hockey player, these guys sweat. A shit ton. And they're not necessarily putting salts in their body. Now, with that being said, there is things like sodium chloride and, and potassium citrate and things of the, not sodium chloride, but like sodium citrate, potassium citrate, I think it is, um, your electrolytes yes. that have sodium in it. So yep. you are replenishing sodium that way, but sodium is key and you need it. Now, there is a such thing mm-hmm. as too much sodium for sure, especially if no you're an doubt. obese individual. Yes. If you are obese, uh, and Danny knows this from being in the hospital, they got put probably on a limitation of the amount of sodium that they could have because A, maybe they're trying to get water retention down for certain uh, surgeries or whatever it might be, but like, most of the time, it's because of your heart, and because with congestive heart failure, most of the time people have to watch their water weight right. retention. So that's where it mainly comes down to is water retention with heart failure. Yeah, and so that's where sodium is bad, right? And most people who are overweight end up having heart problems because that kind of what 
is the ultimate outcome of being obese. <laughs> so low fat, fat free. We kind of talked about yeah, this. We already hit that uh, one. But to to so the mental aspect of that, we didn't really talk about this. Is like eating a fat free, whatever it might be. Then you justify potentially eating something else that has high in fats because a I ate fat free this, and then at the end of the day when you eat, you combine the fat free item with the four fat item, you're actually eating more calories than you would have been if you just ate the four fat item to begin with. Mm-hmm. So um, there's not <sighs> another thing they said on or they were talking about is when you take a fat completely out of a product, usually it's replaced with something else like sodium yeah. or sugar. So because of that lack of taste taking out all that fat it's replaced with something else so ultimately the product really isn't that much better no and like i said there are good fats there are bad fats you just need to know what fats you should be striving for and where you get mm -hmm. them from there's a plenty of plenty of food items that have fats that you know like for instance egg yolk like give it to me it used to be like such a big concern for cholesterol it's really not no unless it's like fried and like in oil and nastiness there is not enough cholesterol in eggs to be a, of any concern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. And then next one is gluten-free is always better. <laughs> it's not always better, but it can be better. So if you have celiac, for sure, I was just going to say, it is made for those who are literally intolerant, right? So there are people with celiac that when they eat them, their GI tract literally becomes inflamed and people end up getting like, bleeding, sores, Mm -hmm. all those things. So yes, it is essential for people who need it. With that being said, if you are not intolerant, it does not make it healthier. Doesn't, maybe I I should read up on this too, but I I thought there was a stat about like how a certain percentage of the population, they may not be technically celiac, but they have a hard time digesting gluten versus non-gluten. So therefore like going on a gluten-free diet for them is better because they can digest the stuff like eating gluten is not going to kill. I don't them. think it's a. I don't think it's a high percentage. I know, like lactose, majority of Lact- adults. I are was just going to say, I was. That's actually what I was going to say is when it comes to people who are having issues with digestion. Like when I worked in GI, uh, most dietitians would jump to lactose and dairy products way before they would start cutting out any type of um, gluten. Yeah, so. and so like you know we could talk about dairy as well but I mean that's not necessarily a myth like literally your body as, as a toddler as an infant you produce more lactase which is the digestive enzyme that breaks down lactose which is found in milk yogurts etc so like during that stage of life um, you mm-hmm. know I was, and, and you know somebody said this to me one time I just thought it was was interesting and the same thing can be about humans too right like we cows feed their babies via the tit via milk humans feed their babies via the tit if they can, via milk. But then at some point you stop and you give them foods. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason for that. Now, there are some research out there that suggests like, you know, drinking milk later on in life can lead to different things like, you know, uh, uh, tumor growth and things of like that. I don't know how much about it I believe yet, but I do know. I yeah. do know that when I cut dairy, for the most part out of my life. I feel way better. I feel a hundred times better. We, we drink almond we milk both, in the house. I think, and, and this is actually something I've noticed in general, when people eat whatever they want for a long period of time, people are kind of blind to noticing any of that like bloating feeling and all those things. But then when you start eating cleaner, you cut out things like, for instance, I started drinking almond milk instead of having dairy foods or dairy products and things like that. When I reintroduce those things, 
then you start noticing those like uncomfortable symptoms that you may not have noticed before. Well, I know like you have a hard time with ice cream. Oh, very hard time. I get, I get actually do not like ice cream at all because I usually feel sick every time. Right. And, and it's not so, because you eat too much, it's just because of. I, I literally will have a few bites and feel sick after. I will say like I process like whey protein powders, but that, that again, the lactose is primarily either a hundred percent removed or it's very little, like 4% overall. But I do notice that when I take vegan protein powders. I feel better. I digest them better. So we just refrain from having dairy in the house. Like we have a little bit of cheese. We don't do sour cream. We do Greek yogurt, which is dairy, but we don't do a lot of it. For some reason, yogurt doesn't bother me. There's some probiotics and those things too, but still at the end of the day, you're not, you're not consuming as much Greek yogurt in one setting as you would be a glass of milk, you know, for like a bowl of cereal or even like me, I eat a whole fucking pint of ice cream because I'm a fat fuck. So. (laughs) And uh, you don't seem to have any symptoms. No, but, um, (laughs) all right, let's roll into, I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll end the podcast with extreme diet. And then we'll save another podcast for Fitness Miss because we are, are talking a lot about, and I think that they both deserve their own show, they to do. be clear they honest. Do. So, yeah, um, sure. extreme diets. Now, this isn't on here, but I'm going to give you, and maybe it is on here, but I don't see it, the most extreme diet that people seemingly think is the best diet for losing weight, and that is stop eating and doing more cardio. <laughs> that is definitely the most extreme, yes. Um, I think when, and this is just what comes to mind every single time, and it seems to be the number that people just throw out there is like women, when they come to me um, saying that they were trying to be healthy or trying to eat better, for some reason they think they have to be at like 1,000 to like 1,200 calories per day. And I just sit there with my mouth wide open being like, why? I eat that for breakfast. (laughs) I'm like, it just, it, it blows my mind. Of course, and we've already touched on this, you, if you are going to be in a, caloric deficit, you are going to lose weight. So initially, yes. Let's say you were not tracking anything before, you were eating whatever you want, and suddenly you decided today, yes, I want to be healthy. You went online, you found a website that said eat eat or eat 1,200 calories a day. I'm going to tell you, yes, you are going to lose weight. And then suddenly when you fall off that train because you are hungry, you can't eat at that low uh, calorie amount for a long period of time because you have no energy, all those things, and yet eat what you were eating before, you are going to gain more weight than you probably weighed beforehand. Mm -hmm. And that is because you killed your metabolism. (laughs) A lot of people are like, your metabolism doesn't slow down. Here's what is amazing about the human body. Whether you're religious or not, whoever created this human body, Create it in a state in which it seeks a constant state of homeostasis, meaning it constantly wants to maintain maintenance right here. Balance. So when you subtract calories, your body is like, if it doesn't have excess fat and stuff to burn either, or even if it does, sometimes like, wait a second, something's changed. It's not, I'm not being fed. So the metabolism will eventually start to slow down a little bit because it's storing more as fat to be in survival mode. So that's why we see with a lot of people, um, you know, that when we coach people and we see them, we don't take them down right away to 2,000 calories or whatever it is. If they've been eating 3,500 calories a day, we gradually go there. So we gradually take the metabolism with us because tanking the caloric intake can tank a lot of things, including your hormone levels. Mm-hmm. And that is a fucking dangerous game to play that can be really, really harmful to that individual. Amen to that. Look at some of, like, we have, we've both done bodybuilding before. Danny's on a show. I prep for a show. It may be one of the most unhealthy things on this planet. It is is, is as unhealthy as getting a ton of weight. 
Let's be real. Like being in a major caloric deficit for a long period for a of time. long period of time, training your body and you in a situation. Feel it. Like if if I don't know if even if you haven't been on the prep yourself, maybe you saw someone else that's in a diet or whatever. You don't have the energy to even walk. Mm-hmm. Like I remember literally having to force myself to go on a mile walk. Now, if you know me, I can go out and run usually like five to six miles on a typical day without even training for beforehand, no problem. But I don't even have the energy to walk a mile when you're eating that little calories. That should tell you <laughs> it's unhealthy for you. <laughs> and obviously, from a female perspective and standpoint, like you lose your menstrual cycle on these extreme diets. And, and they tell you to expect that. <laughs> if, you, if you can literally, if you're not on steroids, birth control, right? If you don't have a menstrual cycle every month, then you typically would, and you just all of a sudden don't have it, can you really look in the mirror and say this is healthy? No. That is a natural part of being a female. And this is coming from a dude who knows it. And I know mm-hmm. it for plenty of reasons. Married to one. I have two little ones. I get it. Like men, for us, like if you don't regulate your testosterone, thankfully I do. Like when you're on a prep, so if you're doing a natural prep, you can have issues with sexual drive and uh, stamina and energy, like a ton. That's not healthy. Like it's not. But no. we do it because it's a goal in mind. Now, a lot, of people, a lot of people aren't doing bodybuilding. They're just cutting calories and doing cardio because they were told that that's the right thing to do. They think that's how you're going to lose weight. And yes, for fuck's sake, you are going to lose weight. 100% going to lose weight. It's not the way to do it. It's not it's the way to do it. It's unsustainable. Literally, I have, I, I don't do cardio very often. Like I, I get steps in and stuff. You can lose weight and not do cardio. Can cardio help? Absolutely. Absolutely. Should you do cardio for losing weight? Eh, you should be doing cardio for cardiovascular health. I was just going to say. To improve this. Mm-hmm. This big muscle here is the most important muscle in your body. That's why you should do cardio. You shouldn't yep. be killing yourself in cardio to lose calories. Like you just, it's insane to me, but there are people out there, coaches who do this. And we talk about hormonal levels and the fact that it can impact infertility or fertility levels. Like my wife didn't think she could get pregnant because she didn't have a cycle for two years, three years which we don't know why that happened, whether it was a combination of the use of birth well, control, I was, if it was, I was extreme just exercising. Say, that stemmed from way younger, but then I got Nexplanon, which is like the implant in your arm for birth control. And so your period just goes away completely right. while you're on that for like five years. So who knows when my actual problems came about. But, but again, you were on an extreme dieting program. Like you were I overtraining, was. you were under eating, and so that didn't do anything. even good. before my bodybuilding prep, I started doing macronutrient. I, I did all this teaching myself, right? I never had a coach. Um, I looked things up online, used some calculator I found. Um, and then when I wanted to start cutting, I would simply cut down the calories. And if you saw how long I was in the gym, I was doing multiple workout classes a day. I would be lifting. I would go run and train for my half marathon. I was probably spending a good four to five hours working out a day. That's stupid. And it was insane. I can, look, I can like, look in your eyes and say, you were dumb. I was dumb. And and we're going to talk about that in the next part, like part two of this episode about like fitness myths. I'm sure you have it in here. And if not, we're going to talk about having them like, I've been in the gym for like two better. hours. So, um, <laughs> yes. But honestly, but, so wrapping things up, understand like nutrition isn't complex people. Like, don't overcomplicate nutrition. Think about our grandfathers and our great-grandfathers and grandmothers and, and what did they eat? And I was telling this to Danielle the other day. I go, 
I said, and, and you may have a lifestyle choice that you make that you can't do this, and that's fine, and you'll, you'll figure out ways to do it. But if it grows in the ground or feeds off the ground, chances are it's probably a good for you. Like, it's a good source of something. Now, with that being said, a ribeye steak is going to be unhealthy compared to a, uh, flank steak. like a sirloin or a flank or some leaner cut of meat, right? But at the end of the day, I'd rather you grill up a ribeye than eat like overly processed bullshit from the center of the store in abundance amounts because it never satisfies and satiates you. Mm -hmm. So you're eating a bag of chips and you're eating a whole pizza. So, I mean, you just got to understand like that's the biggest thing. You don't have to buy into some marketing fucking bullshit. Like it doesn't have to be. You don't have to go buy a bunch of supplements and do all these things to lose weight. It simply comes down to tracking your calories, not eating too little. And, and not eating too much. Yeah. Very simple. <laughs> right? right? Like, you find your balance. There's obviously some calculating that goes into that, and that is where coaching and that kind of stuff, if you really feel lost, comes in handy. But you can also find those things online yourself. You, you know? The big thing with coaching is just the accountability part, right? And that's your really struggle. I think, yeah. right? Like, so, I mean, if you struggle with this, find yourself a coach. We're available. Like, literally, one of my clients texted me the other day and said, asking about you know, L-carnitine and different fat burners. And I literally said back to him, and I, I can make money on recommending these supplements, right? Fitness Informant, we have coupon codes. We get commissions based on that. I said the best fat burner is following your fucking plan. Like, follow your plan. Eat good, nutritious foods. That's your best fat burner. We are Amen. way too early in the process to be worrying about dietary supplements or introducing them. In fact, we'll probably never introduce them because you don't need them. No. So... But yeah, that, I think that's the big thing is like people just feel lost and they don't, they think that they can eat healthy foods and not count and it will help them lose weight. Yeah. Like I have a lot of people who just are like, is this healthy? And I'm like, well, sure. But you have to count the calories to make sure you're not eating too much or too little of it. Like, so it, it comes down to, like you said, calories in, calories out. Calories in, calories out. If you like this episode, hit that subscribe button. Write us a review. It helps out the algorithm. Um, we will come back with fitness myths next. And that'll be things within the gym, and there's a lot of them. A ton. A lot of them, just like <laughs> nutrition. So this is uh, for all dietary supplement information and news, fitnessinformer.com. Our brand is FitButters. You can buy two, get one free right now on chocolate peanut butter cup and banana maple only. Chocolate Dirt Cake comes out on the 30th. 